welcome to the book over a little book club where we talk about books especially the ones that give us book hangovers i'm sarah and with me is megan hey everybody and today we're trying to rein in our fangirls because we are talking <laughs> to one of our favorite authors cm stunich yes <laughs> thank you for having me i appreciate it yeah thank you so much we're like beyond excited <laughs> beyond excited there was not lying like so we're trying to rein it in oh like, do i wear this shirt or don't i wear this shirt like how oh, i love this shirt wear? i was gonna comment on it like i was excited to see that <laughs> oh good i'm glad because i was like am i gonna come off too crazy i'm like no no no, no. this is great this is perfect you gotta like stroke the author ego every once in a while right like even the yeah. chillest of us need those pets yeah. <laughs> oh. Right. Good. Then I feel I feel better about it. <laughs> oh gosh. Okay. Uh, yeah. I know. We just it's like taking a minute. Okay. Well, I have mm -hmm. I have to say something. Mm -hmm. I don't know how to say it. I was just telling Megan this. Okay. And this is a good thing. So okay. You don't wanna, like, <laughs> All right. We're gonna start okay. this off in, in an interesting way, right? Yeah. Okay. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I basically was just telling her that like regular novel lengths have been ruined for me. Yeah. Because if it's like a regular novel, like I'm like, they're novellas for me. Like I'm right? like, if they're not super thick, I'm like, what is this? I want the full story. I want a CM book. Like it's like it's driving me crazy. Like I'll read a standalone. And if it's just like the normal whatever word count, I'm like. Give me more. <laughs> I don't know what's wrong with me. I can't write like under a hundred and like forty thousand words anymore. Like I, I don't know what happened. At some point, there's just some flip, like switch got flipped, and I just now they're all long. I don't but know. I really appreciate it, it because yeah, the journey you're get, like giving us uh -huh. is so in depth that I'm I'm there for it. I'm not just okay. getting getting an overview of it. Mm -hmm. I'm getting like the whole journey, yeah. like, and it, it's like, even when it's like a series, like, um, serial killer. Yeah. The last yeah. yeah. Like that one, you know, it's like, I remember like at first, like I even said it in the podcast, like I was like, oh my gosh, this is really long. And then I'm like, oh my gosh, I needed it to be this long because yeah. now I get, I get the relationship. I get what's going on. I understand everything, you know, yeah, like so that, that's the inspiration for that was like, sometimes you just get tired of like in a movie or book or whatever, like their mom dies or something. And they're like, anyways. And you're like, whoa, 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 whoa. In real life, like that sticks and that repeats and that comes back on you. And so I just like, even little things in the day to day, it's like, oh, my husband didn't make me coffee this morning. Like I am mad all day. Like that happens to people. Mm -hmm. And so I just wanted like, to really dig into that in that series. Like I wanted every single emotion and every single thing that's happening to like fixate on that, like focus on it. Mm -hmm. That was like the the inspiration for that that series was Yeah. Yeah, minutiae, I guess. Emotional intensity. Yeah. No, it, <laughs> it comes across so well. So well. Yeah. I mean, it, well, it's just it's very well, it's very realistic. It is. I mean and just the storyline, I, oh, I watched this Lifetime movie growing up, the Milk Carton one, and that just yeah. always stuck with me. And so it's so fascinating. Yeah. I didn't see that coming from a book titled, you know, Stolen Crush, Lost Daughter of a Serial Killer. I should have known from the Lost Daughter part. But like, <laughs> I mean, but I'm like, there's just so many facets to it and it just works. It's like, you know, the, the relationship with Tess, the father, oh my gosh. And then like each book, oh, it's just I so love good. Tess. We were, we were just talking, me and my partner were just talking mm -hmm. about Tess. It was like, I think she like might be my favorite character I've written just because like mm -hmm. she's got more to her. And like when we were writing that, Amanda um, was like, you need to, we need to hate Tess in book three. I want to hate her more. And I was like, no, no, no. I've got like, I feel like something different's going to happen. And she was not convinced. I had to really convince her because she's my editor. So <laughs> I'm glad we <laughs> pull that off because she wanted Tess to be like mean the whole time. And I was like, no, no, there's so much more to her than just being mm -hmm. rude, you know, mm -hmm. just being horrible, which she is pretty horrible in the first book. So yeah, that talk show, but the way that you've like brought us around to her is like amazing. I can't believe like, I'm like, I'm rooting for Tess. I'm liking her and I'm <laughs> understanding her more. Like it does, yeah. it really comes full circle. Okay. Yeah, it's fun, yeah, to play with that because like sometimes the villains are just one note villains. And so Tess is kind of a villain, but also she's kind of a hero. So that's 
always entertaining to me. I like to to just play with people and like make them kind of gray. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Make them gray. Sorry. I connected a dot there, maybe with the wording. Maybe, maybe, maybe it's the word Oh, okay. So yeah, we should say that Megan. I think. Have you read all of her books? Yes. Yes. Oh wow. Yeah. Okay. Well, I, have not, no, wait, I have not read. I have not. There are some of the the early, early like Violet Lee yes. books I haven't read. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Like that's okay. You can skip years. the early. You can skip the early okay. ones. They so just, okay. just just pretend you know those didn't exist. <laughs> People will be like, "Can you republish Hell Inc.?" And I'm like, "No, Mm-mm. I don't no, want no, no, nope." Nope. I see that a lot. Like people will come on the group and be like, ra- at randomly find a book being like, where did this go? And I'm like, I've never even heard of that one. Yeah. So there's some deep, deep fans there. There are. I'm always impressed when they find those. But like I, after a certain point, you feel like, oh, I'm better than this work. And you don't mm-hmm. want people to judge you based on that old work. But sometimes I change my mind. Like people begged for kicked. Yeah. So I put that back and that was healing to reread that because I hadn't read that in years. And then I'm really excited. I'm going to add like an extended epilogue. I feel like the ending was, was not good, which is why in my head, I was thinking that the whole book was garbage, but it was just the ending. I don't like, so I'm going to fix that, which is nice. You can always come back and add on to it or change things. Yeah. I think that's awesome. And I think fans are going to really love that. Yeah. it it. It it. That book needs it. Well, they, gosh, there's so many of your series that it's just like, I'm so excited that like we get extensions of like, we just got orientation. I know that uh, Groupie will have an arc later on. I know that um, Underland will have an arc later on. So have, was it always your plan with these stories to kind of continue with them later? Or do you just get called back to certain projects? Some of them, I, I like Kings of Underland, especially with the nine lovers. Yeah. I was like, I really <laughs> need more. I feel like she doesn't even really know them all um mm-hmm. and so that one I really did sometimes I'm just really easily um <laughs> cajoled into it so if people are like please please more and I, I usually will give in like I'm I'm pretty soft on that so that's where, where orientation and like Bornstead you but now I'm I'm really excited for Bornstead you because I feel like my roots are like new adult like college like deep angst and that's mm-hmm. kind of been like out for a while and I'm like that's what Borns to do is it's going to be the typical new adult college angst sort of. And I'm really excited. I don't know that I've read or seen a lot of, of new in that genre lately. So wow. I have, I definitely haven't, especially not reverse harem. I'm so excited. Yeah. <laughs> no, and I have to, so I, I'm, I'm working on orientation. I'm on like, I think chapter six. So mm-hmm. I'm, I, I'm not far in it, but I have to say, and Megan said right. this in a message to me too, is it's, and I'm taking your thing, Megan, I'm sorry. <laughs> you pointed it out. She put it out to me and like, right after she pointed it out, I read something. I was like, she's right. It's so well balanced between the two, yeah. the crossover, you know, mm-hmm. because like Chuck's tone. story, mm-hmm. the tone of Chuck's group and then the tone of Marnie's group mm-hmm. it's just like it's so defined and you're getting like I'm getting Chuck's feels of like we're a family this is how we operate their whole love story and then with Marnie's I'm feeling like so right now I'm feeling so heartbroken <laughs> for Marnie yeah. because she's just struggling and she's not she's struggling about her dad but she's struggling with the guys not getting along mm-hmm. and I'm like like I feel like Zade's kind of seen it and maybe uh-huh. even some others but like I'm just I'm like I need one of them to like and I know I'm so yeah. early in this book but I'm like can someone notice that she needs you guys to stop picking on each other and you guys right. need to become a unit like but they're not even to that point yet they're still like hey we're gonna date like they keep calm I yeah. think that was the last chapter they were commenting on like mm-hmm. oh I'm in this until you pick me like they're still in that state yeah. and like yeah it's just so well written because even I reread Burberry because uh-huh. I recently read Chuck's story. So I was like, I'll reread Burberry. And I forgot how good, <laughs> you know, it's like, it's been so long. I read it when yeah, yeah. it came out. So I was like, I was like, I forgot how good it was. And then like, at first I was like, I think I remember I really liked Zade. And then I was like, no, 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 Tristan. Oh my gosh, Tristan. And then yeah, like, oh, Tristan's my favorite. Like, I'm not going to lie. <laughs> I'm not going to lie about it. Tristan's your favorite? Tristan's my favorite. Yeah. Mine too. Yeah. I love, I love, Zayd, I, there's something about Zayd. There's something about the rock star that just is like romantic, but just like, 
I'm me and is yeah. like not apologetic about who he is that uh -huh. I just I love about Zade. Like, but then I don't know. I, it's honestly it's all of them for me, which I don't think was when I first read the book. A lot of people hate Zach. A lot of people hate Zach. I hated him. Megan got the messages where I'm like, why is she with them? Why is she forgiving him? And then <laughs> chapters later, I was like, actually, <laughs> you know what? I've reread Burberry. Like that's one of my comfort rereads. I know Bully Romance is my comfort reread. Oh, I love that. I love <laughs> right, it. Right, but it is especially two through four. Um, uh, so and I love the audible of that. So I'm like I'm obsessed with that audible narration. Yeah, and I named um, Marnie the character after Marnie the narrator because like I had known her before from like previous projects, and that's where okay. the name and the spelling came from. So okay. people are like weirded out by the spelling, and I'm like, but this is like <laughs> a real person, and this is where I got like the inspiration for her name. So Marnie narrated Marnie, so it works Aww. out. <laughs> I love that and she created audio sorceress right like I love yeah. like all of her she did. that's all my audiobooks now are done through her because she's so amazing and like the sometimes when you hire narrators you get a lot of errors and so it takes a mm -hmm. lot of listening you have to pause write it down send it and have them re-record it she her and her team they don't make very many mistakes like at all so it's it's amazing that's awesome. highly that's highly cool. recommend her and her I not just her voice but her whole company <laughs> I love hearing that. Well, I love, I love the duet, duet narration. Like you, all your books are just narrated so, so well. So I'm glad that you're, you're sticking yeah. with her. She's great. But, um, but what was I saying? Oh yeah. So the more I reread, the more I'm like, I don't know if it's me maturing, but Zach has grown on me. Like when I first yeah. read it, I was like, oh no, like I'm, it's all about, I still love like Tristan and Creed are my, are my main duo well, and Windsor. Oh, I, I <laughs> who doesn't like Windsor, <laughs> I have oh. to be honest I I forgot about Windsor I totally forgot about him I'm sorry I forgot about him and then I started reading it. I'm like Wait, five guys and then I'm like I'm like who's and then like as I was rereading I'm like oh oh yeah I remember him now but it took me because I was so about Zade and Tristan uh -huh. the first time around that I think I was like everyone can go but yeah. that was like early reading career. And I think now like Megan, like we're older times past that now, like as I was rereading, I was like, yeah, Zach, Zach's in there. Creed's in there. Like, yeah, like Tristan's, Tristan's definitely in there. I feel like Zach like made the biggest mistake, but he like has been trying to make up for it the whole time. Mm -hmm. So I, I like him. I don't know why people hate him, but I guess maybe we, I have a chance to win them over in Bornstead View, you know, make them come over to team back, but I, I think it's working. I think in orientation, I was, I, you know, I just like someone that's always on her side and I know Windsor came in kind of that way, uh -huh. but, um, I feel like Zach, Zach, I think we all forget because of his past that he, he's always been on her side since the series started. Right. And he was like 13 when he messed up versus like yeah. the other boys were in high school when they messed up. So even though they didn't mess up as badly, I don't know. That's just my thought on it. But right. like, I agree. I, I feel like Zade is better now because he, if he had not betrayed Marnie in book one, I mean, I'm allowed to talk spoilers, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. We're going to put a spoiler warning at the beginning. Okay, good. Cause if, if Zade had not betrayed Marnie, he would probably have her all to himself. Like they would have been a couple, like if he'd stood up for her, you know what I mean? Cause she yeah. would have yeah. him and they would have gotten together, but he betrayed her. So he kind of that never again tattoo he has on his neck. Like he can't, he can't make a mistake again, but like people get like, people are kind of mad at Marnie's boys, but I'm like in real life, if you were trying to make a harem of like, you were trying to have a poly relationship with five people who don't like each other, it would be really intense. Like they're not just going to be like, okay, I'm not jealous anymore. This is fine. Like it's going to take a lot of work. Right. And that's what I really wanted to focus on. Like, so we're trying to layer Chuck's, you know, happily ever after. And her boys are all besties anyway. They're, they're basically, she's just the sixth member of an already established group. Mm -hmm. um versus Marnie's having to cobble together like something from scratch mm -hmm. so that was fun I really enjoyed like the juxtaposition in that series like between the two mm -hmm. like I would get like as I was writing like no I don't want to write Chuck's chapter I'm into Marnie and then I start writing Chuck's chapter <laughs> and I'd be really into it, like I don't want to go back to Marnie you know, <laughs> Chuck. like a back and forth the whole time oh wow that's so funny well it did it, it, it blended so well the two story like the having the humor of Chuck's story having the angst of Marnie's story and then being able to compare the two and for her to see hey this is a functioning harem and like this could be us 
but like you said, there, there's like a lot of work to do. So I'm so, I, and I love that. I love because so many times it is the friendship group. Mm-hmm. I love having a harem where they all kind of hate each other. Yeah, that's my, together. that's my thing about Scarlet too. That's why I like her harem a lot. Cause it's like, it's not a pre-done preset group. Like I want to see what happens when you have to like pull dudes in from different spots. Like, how do we do that? How do we make that happen? Mm-hmm. Well, I think oh, it makes it that much sweeter at mm-hmm. the end of their story is, you know, not just her with them it's the guys figuring mm-hmm. out their relationship with each other yeah which I really love that like the bromance part Me too. Of it like widow and bones like I'm really into yeah. them and how ash keeps confiding in bones and he's like what I, we're not friends but okay just spill your heart out to me I guess like I really really love that it's oh, that's so great. brilliant right well I like the like realization you know there's like a point in the story where they realize that they are friends like something happens and they're like oh I missed I miss him I wish I could go tell him this or like oh he almost died I'm really sad you know like right, I love right? like that like that part of it too like it's just that, uh, hey, that's the best yeah yeah oh gosh I love oh I really bones is in that it's it's, it's who, is, who's your favorite in scarlet bones yeah I yeah. feel like I feel like yeah. it's always I I feel like and it's Victor your favorite in Havoc yeah yep okay I just I'm I'm three for three <laughs> like I almost made I almost made Havoc like male female when I first came up with it because I was so really? in love with Victor I really loved Victor and like there was there's this song um it's god who who i'll have to look it up but it was like their theme song like i could not st- stop seeing like bernadette and victor in my head and then i was like no no i really like these other guys we got it's got to be rh but like that's i was close close to a victor you know male female there for a second <laughs> i can see why you'd be torn because like what a, and he's such a great character and they're yeah. i just love their story but yeah the other guys are great too god, god. <laughs> Yeah, um, I would have regretted it if I hadn't done mm-hmm. RH for sure, but it almost happened. <laughs> wow. I mean, How most close of yours are RH, right? I'm trying to think besides like there's like recent years, right? The re- most recent ones, because like stepbrother yeah. obviously isn't. 2017, I think, is when Groupie came out. And I had only done male female before that but I had done a rockstar series like hard rock roots. And that was male, mm-hmm. female. I was like, I want to do rock stars again, but I want it to be different. I'm going to do Polly. I'm just going to do Polly where she gets with all five guys. I don't know what genre this is. And there was like one Facebook group. I think it was RHR, like reverse harem readers. Mm-hmm. And there were like, you know, 300 people in it. <laughs> Somebody messaged yeah. me and was like, Hey, your book's RH. You should join this group. And I was like, RH, what's that? <laughs> like, you know, reverse harem. I'm like, oh, this is a thing now. And I think there were like three, four other series that I was aware of, like a seal stone. Um, uh, what's the other one? Veil Diaries that I think that was out, but I didn't know, I didn't know what RH was. And then people were excited and I was like, oh, I can keep writing this. Yes, please. And so I have not written anything but RH since then. I well, can't believe it really well. <laughs> yeah. And that group, I mean, and it's exploded too. I mean, like that group's exploded. RH has exploded. So yeah, you've been, I always say like Burberry when I rec- people are looking for like bully romance recommendations. I'm like, this is like OG, like the original <laughs> Academy bully romance right here. I think you're right. I think it was one of my, if not my first bully one. And I, when I read it, I was like, oh, I like this. Yeah, you yeah. tempted it to the dark side. It, you it does. It sucks you in, and you're like, "This is really <laughs> interesting." They're mean to her, but I like. Right. <laughs> I was at a, I was like at a beach house with a bunch of other authors, and they were like really into bully romance, mm-hmm. but they all wanted to do male female because there's like the stigma about RH. It's kind of like the same thing with romance in general, but it's like, oh, this is not real writing, or this isn't a real literary career. So like, not not dragging on them i'm just saying they were they were trying to to transition to some male female because they wanted people to respect them more which i totally understand mm-hmm. where they're mm-hmm. oh so into bully and i was like i don't know man and i had like a weird dream i was like okay the, the dream was you know the beginning of filthy rituals like that um the prologue part how it's like the end but it's at the beginning and i was like mm-hmm. okay bully rh i haven't seen that before so i was like i'm gonna do bully rh and that's where that came from 
just random, a random dream at a beach house. <laughs> I love that so you wrote it. it down. And and is that that's got to be the I think that's like the first one where you started with the prologue right at the beginning. Yeah, I think that's the first time I did that. And then I started doing it because it's like sometimes when you have a really slow start, you want people to know like like same thing with like a stolen crush. Like, I want you to know, like, this is a very slow start, but we're going to get there, I promise. Mm -hmm. And some people really hate those. They feel like they give away spoilers, but it's fine to skip them. Yeah, I'm just trying to give, them. you know, give you an idea of what you're in for. So you yeah. don't read 160,000 words of Dakota and Tess <laughs> and Parrish and wondering like, where's the serial killer? Like, I promise it's <laughs> coming. It's coming. I swear, you know? Yeah. Mm -hmm. I like that. I like that it gives you a taste of, of what's to come mm -hmm. um, because I prefer a slower start personally. Like I that story would not have been the same if we didn't have the buildup. Right. With both, with both of them. Mm -hmm. I was like, you have to know who Parrish is to give yeah. a crap about him being kidnapped, which is not exactly. a spoiler because you know, it's yeah. in the but okay, we said we could do spoilers. Okay. But yeah, you don't have to, you know, you have to, you have to care or else you're like, who gives a shit about this guy missing? Like, eh. Exactly. <laughs> so. Mm -hmm. Well, and I also like that with reverse harem, I feel like you're, you're into trying different things. Like it wasn't like we didn't instantly get the harem there. Like mm -hmm. it really focused on Parrish that first book. And then the sound fact, like, you know, the second book was more chasm and then Max, like it, you, I feel like you will push the boundaries. You're not like, trying to fit into that like a box maybe it's because yeah. you started so early which I, I really love yeah I don't actually don't read reverse harem at all so I think that no. sometimes that's helpful because you don't you don't know what anybody else is doing so you don't get caught in like a trope or, or a trend as much mm -hmm. um, there's no wrong or right way to go but some people read them as research they'll be like I'm writing werewolves I'm going to read 50 werewolves that's totably cool I, I'm like the opposite if I'm mm -hmm. writing rh werewolves I don't want werewolves or rh in fact i probably want contemporary or something just mm -hmm. to keep as far from as possible i don't know that's just my like my my method i guess yeah oh well, i think it's working <laughs> well that brings me to your method so like how do you when you decide to start writing a book like how pre-planned is it or is it more like it's a dream kind of thing um it depends on the series for sure. Well, like obvious. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. But I'm a pantser first and foremost. So fly by the seat of your pants. I don't really <laughs> plot or outline, especially not the first couple books. Usually mm -hmm. what happens is I'll write a couple of the books in the series, like for Dakota's Lost Daughter of Syracuse, like write the first two. Then we went back and we read them and started writing down like plot threads or things that need to be picked up on. Then we'll kind of plot out like the rest of it um some sometimes i don't know gray's book we had already like throwaway prints yeah i had like decided the whole book while i was still writing gidget's second book oh wow. so that, i had like voice messages me and my my wife voice message back and forth on face facebook that's our like notes and so um, just send like hundreds of voice messages and i put a note i'll write like throwaway prints so i can search and find the voice messages in this vast to see <laughs> voice messages. Um, and it's a pretty good method unless you accidentally send the voice message to somebody else, like your aunt or your grandfather. And it's like, I think you should have sex with her on top of the car in the next chapter. And then your grandpa's like, excuse me? That's happened a couple of times. Um, oh, nope. Yeah, so... <laughs> Do they know what you write? What you write, or is this just like a complete shock? They're like, "What is going on?" They know what I write. Like, I got a little scolding from my grandparents for "fuck Valentine's Day." Um, he was like, "Did you really need to put such a vulgar word in the title?" Um, and my grandma used to read all my books. Like in the very beginning, I wrote like more YA, um, and she would read those, but she she stopped around. I think Taboo and Chain was what really did it for her. That's like Makes an older, sense. yeah, older standalone of mine. It's a very dark. And she was like, mm, I respect <laughs> you, but this is not my, not my style. She likes like 80s bodice ripper, like Fabio, you know, type, <laughs> like the pirate kidnapped the damsel and that that's yeah. what she does. So mine are a little more intense than that. Yeah. Sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> at least she's, at least she's into some romance, you know? That's yeah, good. she tried. I appreciate it. Like my brothers yeah. have tried to read my books 
my mom oh wow try, i mean my mom's been better lately she's read like quite a few she does like filthy rich boys she was really Ooh. excited about orientation and my little brother my 19 year old brother he he likes he's been reading them all so i i bet he's so proud and probably tells his friends or not <laughs> yeah i don't know does he tell them or does he keep it hidden i'm not sure yeah. that's a good question he's gonna be i can't remember his name from groupie the one there's one of the guys that reads romances and he's like telling the guys mm -hmm. yeah yeah that's him that's your brother sorry <laughs> he's gonna be like oh, i know that's i know because i read that's, that's what you need he's gonna make a great partner like that's what right well, yes. guys are like, sometimes dudes are like, oh, it's this romance novel. I'm like, yeah, but Havoc is gangs and murder and violence. And there's hot sex in it. And also you can get some tips. So like, why are you complaining? This is exactly. like right up the alley. Like, yeah, <laughs> it's, it's a manual with a great plot. Like, yeah, it's a manual with a great plot. <laughs> yes. yes, it is. Oh my goodness. Oh, I love it. So that's like, we're just little things. Like why, why did Marnie do cheerleading? Why did cheerleading? So I can, you know, I can put that in here, you know? That makes so much sense. You know, I, I did I did some cheerleading too. And you know, it's a sport. People, people don't, you know, get the bad rep. So I like yeah. that it's I tore I tore my meniscus and I had to have surgery on my knee from cheerleading. Like that. Some people are like, really? And I'm like, yes, really, tumbling, backhand yeah. spring, lifting girls up in the air. It's it's a thing, you know. It is. I had a bucket handle meniscus tear. They had to take the whole thing out. Yeah, yeah. Terrible. I feel yeah. That's it's serious stuff. That was yeah. crazy. I remember doing the dance and I like, I turned to the side, but my foot stuck on the mat and my, my leg didn't follow the rest of my body. And then it was like this weird thing. I blinked and I was on the ground and I couldn't, I was like, how did I get on the ground? That's weird. It must've been like shock, I guess. And my coaches mm -hmm. were yelling at me, get, get up, get out, get your ass off the floor, get back in there. And I'm like, I keep trying and I keep falling. And I'm like, I don't know what's going on. Oh. <laughs> it's painful it's really painful it is it's it's and it's such a tiny thing you know the meniscus is so tiny but it just wrecks your whole body it does see people and people don't realize that's why i'm like well at least we had bring it on that's <laughs> <laughs> a little a little more respect i still right. think that movie's pretty funny like it's it's, it's a good great. one it yeah. is it's a classic <laughs> <laughs> but I love that um that you incorporated a little cheer in there and that we who knows I know that Zach mentioned something about it for college so right I'm toying I'm like should Marnie be in cheerleading I don't know that might be interesting it's you can, you can see Zach with all the other cheerleaders you know yeah not that he would yeah. like do any or maybe he would I don't know but I'm just saying like it would, be <laughs> it would be interesting to see her there at the games and see him interacting yeah. you know because uh -huh. they're in college now and like when even just any normal friendship when you you know you get older you get out of high school you get in college people just drift apart naturally it's just uh -huh. part of growing up so I kind of want to explore that like what's it going to be like are they gonna is Miranda going to drift apart from them is uh -huh. it going to be hard for Creed because Creed is in a different dorm in a room by himself Mm -hmm. so like where marnie could go and spend time in the other boys rooms or have threesomes in their rooms like creed is in a room with the stranger mm -hmm. so i mean how's that going to play out that's that was with, with a hot was purposeful you know i, just uh, I was if I, I was if I assigned him to a different dorm you know what would happen i don't know yeah Poor Creed. He doesn't yeah. like to be loved. <laughs> I feel like I do. I just feel like he's like, I, I always feel like poor baby Creed. Like he just wants to be loved so much. He's like the meanest one. Like I had um my partner make me like a book Bible, you know, so it's like all of the important, the char physical characteristics, the major events, so I could have it all written down and access it and she had written all these mean horrible comments the boys had said to Marnie but she forgot to write who said them and I was like well who said this who said this who said this she's like I think that was Tristan look it up it was Creed 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 all the meanest things were Creed every time yeah. like one of them was something like even whores have their purpose and I was like that's got to be Tristan no that was Creed yeah. Creed said that so kind of a, a snarky dick uh -huh. like <laughs> He is, he is, and that's that what it's like, because even in orientation, what I've read so far, he'll say something to her that's either hurt her feelings somehow, right. and then he'll kiss her, and she'll, like, forget about it, you know, yeah. and I'm like, I, I, I almost need her to, 
I'm like, blow up on them. Like, it's like, it's okay to like, that's part of a relationship is going through that first fight, right? Like where you're like, and see how you work out those issues, you know? So I know I'm still early in it. So like Megan's just staring at me. So I don't know what that means. You know, I was going to say like, are you guys not at Windsor? But I don't want to give anything away. So like, I don't know. I can say, I can say about how I feel about Windsor and that's, I understand. I understand. I'm not mad. I, I'm not mad at Tristan or Windsor. I, I, yeah. I get, what does especially Tristan. Sorry, I'm not giving too much away. I just spiked, Megan. What happened? <laughs> nothing, you know, it, it's okay. It's okay. It's I just, okay, I feel like, I'm gonna, like cry. Just, what does Tristan do? Nothing t- terrible. Well, it's not like super terrible. No, it's just like, yeah. I don't think Tristan knows any other way. Yeah. Like, it just makes it, it makes sense and then we're scaring Windsor, this is not helping her sorry. it's not i'm not okay is this like okay. does, he, does he cheat or does he no. go back to lizzie no. oh, i don't like i don't it. i don't like cheating i'm not okay. i don't think i could ever write i don't know if that counts as a spoiler I but i don't think i could ever way, but he sleeps that's his what what megan just tell me he doesn't sleep with what, what, what do you mean okay he doesn't cheat he doesn't sleep with anybody okay. no no yeah he didn't he didn't do it with lizzie remember he i know i know i was very (laughs) (laughs) she got a voice message while i'm rereading and i'm like i don't trust this lizzie person i don't like her and i don't remember what happened the first time i I really don't trust her and then i think i ended up texting you and i'm like yeah now i know why i don't like her i was very back and forth with lizzie you know Good job on that. <laughs> was well, like, she, we like maybe, maybe she'll be in Bornstead U. I don't know. <laughs> maybe Harper will be in Bornstead U. I don't know. I don't. I mean, I mean, I want people to be able to read Bornstead U and not have read Filthy Rich Boys or Orientation. Okay. So I write it like, like it's a new series, kind of. Okay. So, um, that's why Orientation is the way it is like it, it didn't want too much to happen in orientation so that people who had not read it and they get into Bornstead you and they're like whoa what's going on you know I didn't want to open like a huge plot so I didn't want it to be like continuous I wanted to start fresh with Bornstead you mm-hmm. I think you did a good job with that for sure and I and again that's a, that that's kind of a callback to characters not getting over stuff I love that Marnie doesn't get over her her dad she's mourning the whole book and I'm like finally you know a book where someone passes away and they're not just like again glossing over it or she's like constantly always feeling it and same with groupie I think you do such a great job with um grief and loss and that I don't know you kind of go into my soul a little bit and you know touch on that feeling that I have and you know you can relate to it it's cathartic Mm -hmm yeah it's like like I told you what before we got on here I watched that K drama with a really sad ending and uh-huh. and it's hard to watch sometimes that grief but then after that pain fades away I feel a little bit better mm-hmm. so I try to do that in my work too like and some people too when you're reading it's it's hard to remember like it feels like a whole long book for you but orientation it only takes place over two weeks and Marnie's dad only died um like two months ago yeah. so like yeah. this brand new so it seems like well shouldn't she be over this already no Nope. Well, and a daughter to lose her father, especially a father like Charlie. Her main parent, yeah. Yeah, yeah. For mm-hmm. for that's something she's gonna be dealing with for her the rest of her life, you know, like yeah, every yeah. milestone she's gonna be missing him. So it's exactly <laughs> you're yeah. <right>, Megan. <laughs> um, so so yeah, but so that was one thing I want to bring up is that you're really good with your angst. Mm-hmm. And your emotions and like especially I feel like like the teenager angst like I can just relive like my teenage yeah. and those feelings and stuff like is that like is there something that helps bring those up for you like and you could tell me to like you don't have to like if it's personal but like is there like a tv show that you like you know that helps bring it up like if you're or a song that like you're like okay this like kind of brings me back to that time where I get that angst that like helps you write it or is it just like natural for you to like get that out there I don't know like so I like to write teenagers because if I'm if I'm reading a 45 year old woman who's making these mistakes I'm kind of like girl you should have your stuff together by now like what are you doing but like teenagers it's like very forgivable for them to make 
these mistakes and I, everything is so dramatic and everything feels so emotional. So that's what, that's what interests me there. Um, I don't know. Like, I feel like I've been writing high school students since high school. So I guess I just, I don't know, I've never gotten out of that. And then having like my younger brother, he just graduated. So just talking with him, hanging out with him, like this whole week spending with my partner's sister, they're like, you know, in their very early twenties. So I get like a glimpse back into that, you know, (laughs) having passed the 30 threshold, Um, (laughs) just, just talk it out and just see like, what's the slang? What are you interested in? How are you like, what do you think about? What are you referring to? Like they had this whole conversation with us this week over these websites where you can pay people to do your college work for you. You can pay people to write your master's thesis for you. And so I was like, oh, okay. Like that's something I could use, you know, in Bornstead, you like put that in there somehow. And even like one of the websites, apparently people were signing up and getting their work done. And the, then the website itself were, was turning people into their universities and like ratting them out. Like, Hey, these students, they're cheating and people are getting kicked out. And so that's interesting to me. I wasn't aware of that because I'm not in college. Right. I guess talking to people who are that age. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I don't know. I just, I can't explain it. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm very fascinated by the web. Like they're, you're, like narking on their own clients. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. I was like, really? Dang. Like, why would they that's, do that? That's, that's funny. Yeah. Just got their money and then like, hey, I don't know. That seems like something that we would read in a book. Like, yeah. yeah. Even kind of thing. Yeah. So you find inspiration everywhere. It sounds like all over. I do. It, it's like, sometimes it can be annoying because like, oh my God, this idea, this is amazing. And then it like consumes you, but you're like, no, I've got other things like on the docket that I need to be working on. But like, I, I tell people a lot, this story, just because it's interesting to me too. It's like um, devil's day party, the standalone. It was from, there was this meme that was viral and it was an Aston Martin with a pink car crashed into the side of it. And the meme said, you know, $300,000 car destroyed by $800 car. And someone was like, well, that's an aesthetic. And I was like, that's a whole book right there. So that's where like the Aston Martin and her crashing the car into the Aston Martin is from a meme. And I had known that I wanted to do, I was like, I want to do another bully. And I also want to do a time loop. And I was like, how about I combine the meme and the bully and the time loop? And well, we just came back from that Arkansas trip and I really loved it there. So let's set it in Arkansas. Yeah. And that's all that, like, that's just where that one came and just flowed from that point. Double oh, say was so good because for a standalone <sighs> RH to get that whole relationship too. And you would think like day, a day, the same day <laughs> yeah. we lived, but the journey we go on, because you're right. I think you even say this in the beginning of the book. Oh, maybe it was a different book. I just feel like karma is a brat at the beginning of it. And mm-hmm. you're just like, girl, but I mean, she's a teenager. So she's like the normal teenage bratty kid. But then by the end of it, you're like, you love karma. You love the journey, you love who she turns out to be after that, reliving that day over and over again. Yeah. It's like almost the same thing with Chuck. You uh-huh. know, at first, like Chuck's, you know, yeah. not nice to the guys. And she's like, with her father, you're like, come on. And then even Dakota <laughs> a little bit, you know, it's like, yeah calm down a little bit but then you're like she's a teenager so it's just so good but double c oh gosh I love double c so yeah (laughs) sorry we did our episode already on it so we're not gonna like but but it is like how are you gonna like in a time loop on the same day how are you gonna make them fall in love and it just worked and it's I was like I was like these guys have to be on the threshold right they have to be like about to like break or this isn't gonna work so it's like that easy to break them every day because they were right there on the edge. Mm-hmm. Like I couldn't start her with a brand new guy that she met that day. That obviously wouldn't work. I was like, it has to be somebody that's this close. So mm-hmm. I really enjoy it. I, that, that's one of my favorite books. I will pick it up and read, especially the scene where Calix and her go to the Crescent Hotel mm-hmm. together yeah. and he asked her to marry him and run away with him. I'm like, mm-hmm. Calix is my favorite in that one. <laughs> not, not gonna lie about that either. I have, I have favorites. For, That's for what sure. editors for they go hey it's really obvious this guy's your favorite you need to you need to pull back and you need to not at all because they end up being mine I think you should keep you know follow the music <laughs> it's true Megan uh, Megan's in line with all of yours 
see we got we were in sync we've got like an energy field going on here. I like it, I like it. Oh, so <laughs> if you were to make your own like harem then of your characters like of five or six of them like who would it be oh my god that's a really good question probably victor probably tristan yeah. calyx um wow calyx and tristan would be like a bad but oh with vic oh uh, the idea know. okay i'm saying this but this is theoretically that they're all gonna get along because this sounds horrible like this <laughs> right <laughs> like all the outfits probably bones um the king brennan red from from allison mm -hmm. maybe ranger really uh, ranger. yeah i think i mean <laughs> yeah, you can ask me any day of the week and i probably have a different answer for you mm -hmm. but that's the answer for right now yeah, and it's okay. i am rereading allison so i've got like the king i just met the king and i'm like oh i forgot how much i liked him he's on the brain yeah he's and it's always the meanest rudest one is my favorite <laughs> oh right it's, there's something <laughs> about them there's just well it's like sarah always says you have to earn it with them that's yeah exactly that's right. what i like about it mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. i love the whole yeah. like burn the world down when they get to that point too where they're like mm -hmm. this is my girl yeah I like when they're rude to like everybody and then they stop being rude to her. Mm -hmm. So it's like, she's different. Like she broke through your boundaries. She's like special. Mm -hmm. That's what I like. <laughs> but they're still rude to everybody else. Like I yeah. just, I'm so excited for Tristan to be fully, well, and he has been, but fully on, you know, on, on Marnie's side and just like, I yeah. just feel like I, I really, I can't wait because I'm so excited. For <laughs> what? What? That's not a so nervous. That's that's not that's not no, but you say these Marianne. little hints. She does this. She'll say these little <laughs> hints, and then it like it triggers something, and then like I'll read something, and I'll be like, oh, like but I'll also lie that. to you. I'll also lie to you to misdirect you. Yeah, but I can usually tell when you're lying. No, really? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I do that. I like will do that to my wife. I'll be like. I think I'll be like, I think, I think Max needs to die in this scene. And she'll be like, no. And I'm like, yeah, I think I'm going to kill him off. But she gets really mad. Like she does not find that amusing. Not at all. <laughs> I love Max. I like, well, Max. see, I'm not, I mean, I know what's going on. So like, I still love him, but you know, do I not love, I'm not caught up. I'm there's I'm one behind. thing Sarah. that's the one thing Sarah has not has not finished she's not finished that so Sarah can you can you close your ears for a minute because I have a question no no I want to hear it go ahead it's okay I'm okay <laughs> I want to hear it was that always planned with with Max was that planned from the beginning or did that just kind of come up that was planned that was planned Ooh. how scared should we be for book four um I don't know I I do like a happy ending so there's that right there's, like there's that. you know it's gonna be reverse harems which will have three love interests is max one of them i don't know oh, but God. <laughs> <laughs> well hey there's lots of versions of happy endings too you know <laughs> right you never know a new yeah. guy can make an appearance you, I know, I've read you, met, you met rome in orientation right you met rome not yet yeah i was wondering about that <laughs> He's I was like, wait a second, wait a second. I don't know what's gonna happen with him. I'm just saying, he's, he's there. He's there. He's a cutie. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so okay, since you're doing all this to me, and I'm all anxious <laughs> now, when no stress at all. I don't want to stress anybody out, but like, so what's our time frame to for like getting like the first book of Bornstead? Um, I so, definitely have to finish. Um, the last book in in Lost Daughter of a Serial Killer. Mm -hmm. I'm gonna finish the last book in Scarlet Force. Mm -hmm. I'm going to do Kings of Underland since that's already on pre-order, which mm -hmm. I'm not gonna list anything else for pre-order. It's just that ticking clock. They literally give you a ticking clock on your dashboard, <laughs> right? With mm -hmm. second, all the way down to the second of when it's due. And when I see that, it just paralyzes yeah. me in like fear. So I'm not gonna do any more pre-orders at all. Can't do it, but. Kings of Underland, Lost Daughter of a Serial Killer, Scarlet Force, um, and I'd like to finish Grey's Trilogy. 
even though that one's like not 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 super popular but i would like to finish that too before i do or instead so it just depends on how yeah how quickly i can write like i have burned myself out in the past writing too much mm-hmm. and like hit this wall where you're just like I literally I don't care what happens I would rather do anything else but this I can't handle it anymore and you just have to walk away and I don't want to push myself to that level but no no and we don't want that and that's why no. I'm always like yeah. do you like when authors are like I need a little more time I'm like yes yes I'd rather you give the yeah. book what it means and yeah. take a break you take care of yourself mm-hmm. you know I just, um, Megan and you are making me really nervous. I love to see, I, I have a lot of catching up to do be okay on Scarlet and Dakota's story. And then you want me to read Gray's story. Yes. So I have a lot to do yet. still. So uh, I, it's so, oh, I love it so much. And I really think that it would like be so huge on book talk because it's like, it's like the ultimate, he's the ultimate Dom. He's yeah. just like. I've just, I, I, sometimes I'll be honest, I, I get a little desensitized to some spice because I just read a lot of spice. Uh-huh. And sometimes I'll be like, you know what? I'm kind of ready to get back to the plot. Not with this book. This <laughs> took me on. I was like, oh my gosh, for all of it. I just, it took me on a ride and it, I'm just, it, new things, new things I like. And I just I, felt like, yeah, he was almost like the, the, the main, it's like, they're both the main harem, like now yeah you know what I mean like he's it's like Gray's harem almost yeah like it is and I love that I love it and you made me like one of the characters that I did not go into it liking I was like he's a brat um yes I'm like oh he's a brat and then by the end I'm like I love him I love their dynamic Uh like how did you do this I'm like you're a mastermind (laughs) I I really enjoyed that I, I had the most fun writing that book out of like anything in the last year. I really mm-hmm. like wrote it very quickly and it's like a, a hundred, I don't know. It's over a hundred thousand words. It's like 114 or something. Um, but I wrote it in like a week um, because I could not, I could not stop thinking about yeah. it. I would like be laying in bed and I'd be like, just going through it. I'm like, I got to just write, I have to write this down right now. I got to get it out. And I really enjoyed that. I, I should have been, I did put trigger warnings, but I guess people didn't know it was going to have male mail in it. So we were a little upset that it has male mail in it, but. Which is very strange because uh, I know that the, first of all, I saw the second cover, I think before the first cover, mm-hmm. I mean, before the first book even came out, which I love the covers. Uh, your wife does an amazing job. <laughs> covers, like amazing. Um, and then it says it like very clearly on there, but yeah, yeah I guess people don't read the blurbs or the beginning, unfortunately, but I love it. I like, oh, I just can't tell you how much I love the dynamic and how he's just the dom of all of them. And it's just brilliant. Maybe I just get more into TikTok because I'm not, I'm not. um, TikTok is hard, but (laughs) I, I do feel, gosh, I do feel like that's one of the ones that people would be like, the steam would, they'd be like, what is this? Oh my God. You know, I just feel like that that could explode. It just, sorry, it, it really took me <laughs> back. I was like, this is some spi- like great spice and a great story. And um, I'm, I'm excited for more. So I'm so excited that, you know, you're gonna keep going with, with Gray. Yeah. And I loved him and I loved him in um, the Death by Daybreak too. Yeah. So I, yeah, it's great. I just, it's interesting. I was like, how is he gonna be? Cause it's, you know, uh seven years after the end of that the last one something like that but I was like I want to he's lonely I want to see what he's going to be like after being a full mafia don for seven years like that's some shit so he's not going to be the same guy that he was before but I feel like there's still a thread of him on the inside and we got to see his his lovers like pull that out of him like the boy that he used to be I love that and I love his his little plan that kind of parts of it that get revealed to us yeah yeah I think it's really really fun I I I enjoyed that book a lot really did it's so good (sighs) sorry no (laughs) no you're fine I like it seriously lived rent-free in my head for like like weeks after I like kept (laughs) rereading certain scenes I was like I can't stop oh so good 
Well, that, that's what's so hard. You have so many really great theories. It's like, how do you choose what to write next? It's, well, I can't imagine. So that's like, do you bounce around to like, I, I'm feeling like writing this story today or are you, do you try to structure yourself and be like, I'm writing this and then I'm writing this. Like, um, I think I would be very much, I'm waking up and this person's speaking to me. So that's what right. I mean. Like when I have a deadline, I have to just focus, which I don't, I don't like as much because sometimes you're just not feeling it. You just don't. And I don't want to like force anything. Um, but I guess it's like, if you write a really silly, like elements of mischief, right. It's ridiculous. <laughs> so you write this ridiculous stuff and it's almost like it bleeds that ridiculousness out of you. And there's a lot of serious left over. So you want to put that into something. So it's not necessarily a bad idea to have multiple things going at once, just because you're like, I am feeling pissed off today. I need to work on Scarlet Forest, you know, but usually I try to stick to one book at a time because then I, otherwise I will like half write something and like leave it. So like the third book to, to spirited is like 65,000 words. Like it's just right there. I could Mm -hmm. sit down and finish that in a short period of time. I just need to, that's my, my biggest issue is I get too excited. There's like all of the glittery things and I want to go chasing them. And so <laughs> I really got to focus on like, I would love to just write a series from start to finish in one go. Cause every time you take a break, you got to reread all of the previous books. And, and so that takes a lot of time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to try, I'm trying to reform myself. I'm just, I've been trying for years and I'm just all over the place. Just like, I always tell people artsy fartsy is like the perfect description for me. Like just, hey. amazing though so you know something must be doing something right following the muse I you know I think it works because like again like top just amazing such such amazing stories and characters I mean exactly it's it's made it hard for other me to read other stories I mean there's great authors out there's so many great authors but like there's other times where I read something I'm like like just a little a little more or you know triple the size of this yeah, yeah. <laughs> well I love that you know there's some nostalgia thrown into your books too like I, we, I can tell we're of the same generation by like just <laughs> reference just references um references yeah which I I, I really enjoy yeah I did definitely like Havoc I think Scarlet like I thought well Scarlet and Havoc you can kind of throw back even to the 50s which I like yeah. the, the drive-ins and stuff yeah. yeah I wanted to do I wanted to do on those both of them like you said like the 50s style the or even like the 20s in Scarlet I'm like the the look of the covers was like we got inspiration from like 1920s like movie posters and stuff and the speakeasy that they go to in the old theater the what was it like devil and devil music hall or something that um and then I also wanted to do 90s and early 2000s vibes so it's like that's why they have you know old textbooks they don't have like iPads or anything Mm -hmm. like so (laughs) but I was trying to make the the year ambiguous I don't want to date it too much and so I don't want people to read it in 10 years and be like, well, you can tell when this was written. You know what I mean? Yeah, I like that. And especially considering it comes before Havoc, it's kind of cool that it's not dated too in that sense. But I love that Alexi has to wear all those like band shirts. I'm like, this is the best. I'm like, all these callbacks. (laughs) I mean, I may have worn all of those things and like listen to that music like my chemical romance yeah. was my jam yeah um, so putting in there but it's like being I it's weird to write it and be like ew that's like something my parents would have worn as as a teenager and I'm like what if I just wrote that but okay <laughs> and, and Chuck being like okay boomer I'm like oh at least I'm not a boomer <laughs> I, I cringe through the day that they're like okay millennial I'm like no <laughs> Oh no, I didn't even think about that. You're right. One day we'll be like the old, old people. <laughs> no, no, we'll be the cool old people. <laughs> well, I'm like, how does that work when you like, I, I cuss like every other word in my daily life. So like when I'm 90, am I going to be like still cussing every other, like, cause you think of old people now and you're like, 
very prim, proper, pearl clutchy, but like, we're going to be an interesting group of old people for sure. There's going to be a new definition of what old people are. It's going to be like, oh, all these like old <laughs> They're feisty. <laughs> Holy crap. Yeah, I'm <laughs> hoping we're feisty and a little bit scary. Like, don't, don't piss off grandma. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <No>. <laughs> like grandma has some stories. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I have stories. Yeah. Oh my um, goodness. I love it. In your books, uh-huh. not only are like the characters really defined in like their wording, like you can hear someone say something and you're like, oh, that's so-and-so, right? Or, you know, like, but you also have sense for all of them. Yeah. <laughs> How do you come up with those? Um, Sometimes it's candles. So like I'll order like a bunch of candles on Etsy and just smell them all. <laughs> Be like, okay. okay, this one, like candles, big time. Oh, wow. Sometimes it's fragrances, like mints, like cologne or whatever. I'll be like, you know, try to like one that the branding matches the characters, but this is suave and dangerous. And I'm like, okay, this is leather and musk and patchouli with a hint of, you know, citrus oil. Yeah. And sometimes I'm like, what is this? Like, what is this smell even? So I'll have to go and find it. So I'm like, I don't don't know what this smells like. I think it was like hyssop. I might be pronouncing that wrong. H-Y-S-S-O-P. It's a flower, but I was Mm -hmm. like, Mm-hmm. people were like oh you know it smells like this and that and I was like this would be great for Spencer but I had to go and find it and smell it first because I didn't know what I'd never heard of it before right right <laughs> yeah I, I felt like there was who had a interesting combination it was peppermint and something in Burberry and I forgot who it was yeah I'm blank Tristan's or was it Zade I, I don't know, but there was, there's, there's some interesting combos that I'm like, okay, because I have essential oils. Yeah. And so I actually been making character ones and like sitting. Oh, that's great. Day. I love it. And so I've been like, I was like, I need to dig these out because I'm like, I can't quite get this scent in my, because yeah. a lot of times I can, can get the scent in my head yeah. reading it. And then this one, I'm like, oh, I'll have to look it up, but there's been a couple. So I was yeah. like, I found it because not everyone does that. And yeah. so it's like, it's, I like that it's you know, usually the female can be like, oh, I, I can smell. So yeah, it's like, you know, you know, they say that that scent is the most strongly tied to memory. Mm-hmm. And so, and it's kind of like when you go into a coffee shop, you know, and that smell hits you and it's like, you can think of like early mornings before school or like, you know, the gray light on a winter morning or like, oh, the, this time I, I had a field trip in high school and I went to Starbucks and it just, all those things hit you all at once. So mm-hmm. I really like to tie the scent in there. I just, I don't know. It's just, it's powerful and it's underutilized, I think, especially in reaping, you know? Yeah, no, I agree. My grandfather had smoked a tobacco pipe, like with fresh mm-hmm. tobacco or dried, whatever, but it's like, it's had that sweet tobacco smell and his truck smelled like it too. Mm-hmm. So it's like, there's a neighbor down the street and now then he smokes the same thing. And if I walk the dog at the right time of day, I could smell it. And like all of a sudden yes. I just like calm and I'm like, oh, grandpa, you know? So yeah. I'm the same, like my grandma, unfortunately she smoked and she did get lung cancer and, and passed mm-hmm. from that. So that's awful but when I smell cigarette smoke I think about her like every time it triggers it so and like the probably the same brand too yeah you know Mm -hmm. because they're all distinct yeah 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 I can tell if a room's been smoked in because it reminds me of my mom like so like Mm-hmm. My, of my childhood yeah <laughs> like different times I'm like I'm like oh yeah no this was definitely used to not be a non-smoking room <laughs> yeah right yes. yeah I'm like, yes. I'm like there's, there's 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 smoke in these walls that smells yeah. like my old house <laughs> the car we rented in Boston like I got in it was like oh somebody smoked in this for sure like you can definitely tell it sticks I don't think smokers realize but it's it sticks <laughs> yeah <laughs> the last question was um Again, well, it's another, how nervous should we be with, with Born's dead? Um, well, with the ending, again, I, I, Sarah, this isn't like a spoiler or anything, <laughs> but I'm just wondering with, 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 with Trish, I'm just wondering how much, hmm, I don't know, angst are we going to be put through when it comes to someone like, I don't know, Tristan, I don't know, maybe Tristan and uh, Creed, I don't know, like, any anything to say about any of those people um, maybe together apart I don't know <laughs> it'll end as an RH okay so it'll there's end. that right like I'm gonna get, it's gonna end as an RH okay anything else <laughs> I don't know I mean 
you just got to trust. You got to be like, okay, this is a CM Stunich book. Like I know I, it's going to be, everything's going to be okay. Right. Like everything, everything, okay. everything's going to be okay. I might put you through some shit, but we'll, we'll get there. Right. Okay. okay. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't hinting at wondering about any, any characters in particular. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. uh-huh sure. <laughs> like if Tristan and Creed had like a boy's love moment, something like that was like your question, maybe maybe i don't know i i mean i i guess we'll see right we'll see all right i think i think i've uh poked poked enough at uh what i can get out of you thank you for indulging yes thank you no problem and if you come up with anything else just send me a message thank you i i definitely will like 100 percent. good good Oh, I'm, I will look forward to it. Um, thank you, CM, for chatting with us. And thank you, everyone, for listening. And we'll see you next time on the book over. Bye. Thank you. Bye, everyone.